Welcome to the Stone Pillar Podcast, where we explore the teaching ministry of South Paris Baptist Church. I am your host, Dane Sampson. And I'm Brian Wilbur. The, the Iowa caucuses are in the rearview mirror, and the New Hampshire primary is coming up. And we're going to break it all down for you today with our special <laughs> guest. <laughs> Not exactly. Um, in all seriousness, though, uh, we are blessed to have a special guest on the episode today, uh, Jeremy Johnson. Uh, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you You're welcome. Um, as, as we've indicated before, we're, we, we really want to really uh, use this podcast as an opportunity to tell people's stories and to testify to the Lord's faithfulness. That can be an encouragement to all of us um, in, our, in our walk with the Lord. Uh, uh, Jeremy um, is, uh, well, you're going to get to, if, if you already know him, uh, you'll get to know him a little bit more. And if, if you don't know him hardly at all, then hopefully you'll really get some insight um, into, into this, this young man who has grown up uh, within the context of, of this church. And I just want to start, Jeremy, by just uh, saying that um, it seems that uh, it would be difficult to imagine a busier uh, 2023 than the than the one that you had, and I and I just wondered if you could very quickly kind of give us a rundown of like significant significant life happenings for you in the year 2023. Yeah, of course. In the past uh, six months, I have gotten uh, married. I've graduated. Um, I've moved across the country to California and spent a uh, semester at uh, Calvary Chapel Bible College. And then I've moved back across the country, and um, I'm looking to uh, get a job in Brid uh, Bridgeton, and hopefully, hopefully, a job in Bridgeton, and an apartment in Bridgeton as well. So okay. Well, it's been a very busy back six again. months. Yeah. Yes. Right. Back again in Johnson too. Yeah. You can, <laughs> you can leave this mic. Dane's gonna ask you. But... Yeah. Um, yeah. So we wanted to ask you, you know, growing up in a Christian home, growing up in the church. Can you tell us a little bit about when you began to deliberately follow Christ and to really grow as a Christian? Yeah, of course. Um, I think I don't have a certain point where I started following the Lord that I can remember. I've always kind of, I've been raised in a Christian household. My parents were uh, Christians since as long as I can remember. Um, going to church, I was raised in uh, South Paris Baptist Church, as you both know. And um, I, I think the turning point, though, was my choice to get baptized uh, at 12 years old at Norway Lake. My Uncle Kevin from Okinawa baptized me. Um, and since then, I, I really felt like that's the point I can remember, that the Lord, you know, he changed my life. Um, any Anything before that, I, I don't think I was very focused on following the Lord, um, but once I made that decision, um, he he basically continued to sh grow me and show me um, the in the ways of, of 
him. Um, and ever since then, I mean, it's been up, up, up and down, uh, valleys and peaks. And <laughs> I think, I think my testimony is still in progress, still growing, but sure. Um, yeah, I think 12 years old. Yeah, how, old how old are you now? Uh, 18. You're 18. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm young. So, so I, you get so you get yeah you got baptized in in uh, in 2018. That that was like that was my I was in my first year here, and yeah. all you know all these like really young people are now you know now now older. Um, it's really interesting. Uh, so related to this question that Dane asked, I want to ask you a question. I wasn't even thinking about this until just a few moments ago. But a, a few years ago, I fr I don't know if it was exactly three years ago, but. I'm going to say it was about three years ago, maybe three and a half years ago. But you, do you remember you 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 wrote me a note and you 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 gave me a note. Do you, not remember you don't remember that? that? No, you gave me a note saying that you wanted to you wanted to talk. You wanted you wanted to meet up, and that began. Uh, you know, we began to meet uh, meet. We began to meet regularly to you know talking about the Lord and studying the Bible. And I, and I was just wondering. You may not remember. Apparently, you don't remember giving me the note. But, but do you remember like what was going on in your heart and mind that led you to, like, you led you to take initiative to reach out to me, saying, "I want to talk. Can we talk?" Do you, do you remember that? I don't remember exactly why. I think I remember I I was struggling, like, with sin, and I wanted to, and and I was struggling with time and the word at that. Mm -hmm moment so i think i wanted to know how to because i remember my question now it was how to grow mm -hmm. i think it was how to mm -hmm. grow in in truth and knowledge and in the lord's word and i think that's where it started is i wanted to to know how to um i mean my parents always taught me you know read the bible yeah like you yeah. know to have a relationship with the lord but i really was striving and striving to want that relationship yeah um so I thought the best person to go to, I guess, was Pastor Brian. <laughs> oh, it's a great question. Yeah, yeah. good place how, to start. How, how yeah. can I grow? Yeah, yeah. In the Lord. Yeah, that's an excellent question. I don't remember writing the note though. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that that's how it happened. But anyway, well, I'm curious. Uh, I, this is this is a little bit of a, a diversion from our agenda, but I'm curious. Um, what was what was your Calvary? It was, it was the Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Bible College. Bible College. Um, is there is there like like one thing, like a big thing, a significant thing that you that you got from that experience at Calvary Chapel that really stood out to you? One thing I can say is the Lord showed me His faithfulness throughout. Awesome. Um, throughout that whole this whole journey, I mean, He continues to show me. But yeah. if I had to choose one thing. While I was in college, he showed me how faithful he is. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. It's a good thing to learn. <laughs> we're, still, we're all learning that. It, it is, yeah. I, I, I think we'll get, we want to talk more about your, your uh, Bible college experience, but um, I want to just, you know, back up to like six months ago or so. Sure. Um, and I was just, I, I just, I just, uh, did a little internet search earlier earlier uh, today, just to get a little information. That so I'm not going to swear by this, but it, it resonates with me as more or less accurate. Um, so this this resource that I found said that a hundred years ago, 
in the United States, I think it was talking about the United States, on average, a man would get married at the age of 25 and a woman would get married at the age of 21. That, that was like 1920. Now, a uh, hundred years later, you know, um, uh, about a hundred years later, now, now uh, on average, a man gets married at the age of 31 and a, a woman gets married at the age of 29. Now that's, that's, that's among those who actually do get married. There's, there's many who, who don't get married at all. Now you, you chose not only to get married, but you chose to get married at the age of 18. And so I just want to ask you like, what, what, what is, you know, what was it about, about you and your uh, situation in life and your understanding of reality that, that where it, it seemed like a good idea to you to step into marriage at, at 18 years old? Yeah, I mean, I met Grace when I was nine, I think. Um, so we knew each other a, a long time to start out with. Um, growing up, we grew up together, friends. Um, started, you know, I don't know if you'd say dating, but it, there was, we obviously grew in friendship and then in love and um, like we got to know each other really well and um, the Lord kind of just put it on my heart. I mean, I loved her and I believed it was the Lord's will for us to get married. Um, I, I even knew that at a very young age, um, like I knew this is the woman I, I want to spend the rest of my life with um, and he's He's just blessed us through that. Um, if, like, I, I would always pray, Lord, if this is your will, you know, open the path, open the door. And he just he just kept opening doors up for us. Um, what led me to marriage so young is probably, um, like, growing up, you I was taught um, different from the world. The world, you know, try it out, live together. Um, we, we wanted to have a foundation on the Lord um, and I think that's that's the bottom line um, but throughout the time being married I now know like that was the right thing to do that that was what the Lord did have for us at the time I was not a hundred percent sure that's why I just you know kept praying um, and he just eventually both put it on our hearts like hey you know we're gonna get married we're gonna do this um, kind of a leap of faith type of type of deal. Um, but I mean, by then we knew we wanted to marry each other. It wasn't like wish washy thing. But yeah. leading up to it, it was it was a very difficult for me. It was a very difficult decision. Like I didn't didn't know what to do. Um, I, I was afraid of being judged possibly by others because uh, we were we are young, eighteen. <laughs> um, so it's it's it was definitely difficult, but. But I'm I'm glad we're married. The Lord has blessed us through it. Like I said, um, he he's grown us. Um, yeah, that's, that's great. I, I mean, I'm I'm a I'm I'm a big fan of of uh, of Christians getting married. You know, when they're when they're young, uh, not not you know not a one size fits all. Like there's got to be wisdom and and you know context to play into that. But uh, but all else being equal. I think it's a it's a wonderful thing. You know, the Bible says to let marriage be held in honor 
uh, among everyone. And the truth of the matter is, is that our, our increasingly non-Christian, post-Christian secular society doesn't, doesn't hold yeah. marriage in high regard. And, and I think that when you, see, when you see young people, 18, 19, 20, 21, when you see them eagerly entering into uh, marriage as, as part of their you know, life in the Lord and following after the Lord, it's a very, it's a very powerful testimony. Um, yeah, for sure. You know. There's a lot of maturity that goes into it and comes out of it. And in the world today, there is a uh, reluctance, a, a fear, an apprehension about things that require maturity. So it's like we're going to put off the maturity. And there's also a false equivocation, a false equivalency of maturity and age. And they're like, well, we're going to put this off until I'm older and more mature. And that, that, those don't necessarily go together. You can be young and be mature. And you can be young and pursuing maturity. And you could also be old and very immature. <laughs> and we've got a world full of those examples today. So I, I think it's very exciting. I mean, marriage is like, it's, it's not the last great adventure, but it is one of the greatest adventures in our lives. Uh, you know, one of my, one of my uh, favorite insights from, from uh, you know, preaching through the book of Genesis was in thinking about when God created Adam and Eve and how he created the man first. And then he created, on the same day, the sixth day, he created the woman and brought them together in marriage. And so when you put it all together, Adam maybe spent six hours of his existence single. But, I mean, but he got married on the first day of his life. And, 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 that, and that, just, that just shows us how central marriage is to God's design for life. And so mm -hmm. I would say, again, all it's being equal, 18 years is, is long enough to be, to be, to be single. Now, you know, set your, set your sail and, and, you know, with the woman that you love and, and, and follow the Lord together. By the way, in, in, in terms of following the Lord together, um, what, what was it that, um, how, how is it that the two of you uh, uh, agreed upon this course of action to to move out to California to attend uh, the Calvary Chapel Bible College together? Yeah, first I want to say, um, going along with the responsibility and the the maturity aspect, I I I think the Lord prepared me for that, the responsibility, and I mean I'm still maturing, but in a certain degree, he he he. Before I was married, he was preparing me for that. Um, I mean, it is it a, a lot of responsibility. You're not only taking care of yourself, but your, your wife. Um, and then uh, for college, we wanted a we wanted a solid foundation because um, we were very we are very young. I say we were <laughs> we are very young, um, and we don't know how to do everything right at all. Um, and we recognize that. So, I, and I always wanted to study study the Bible. Um, this, the Bible college we had talked about before we uh, got married, even talking about going down, possibly, um, not not necessarily like marriage, like out of the picture, just Bible college in general. Like I had spoken about it with her, and she had spoken about it with me, um, just to learn and grow more 
um, in the Lord. Um, and my uncle Kevin went there when he was uh, younger. So I knew they t- taught the word. Um, they were solid in, in the Bible. So we got married and we we're like, hey, you know, if God wants us to go down, he'll, he'll open the door. So we just started praying about it. Um, and he just opened every, every single door, really. Um, and I thought it, I think it was, it was what we needed. It was what the Lord was calling us to at the time. Um, yeah, it, Bible college is something I think everyone should do. Honestly, after going, even at least one month, it was, it was very valuable to learn from other like-minded believers, uh, like similar age, um, and, and just to have, uh, like you're, you're raised, you're taught, but to actually be immersed in the word every single day and surrounded by believers who will hold you accountable, um, and just everyone striving after the same goal the Lord, you know, so. What was that like? What, what sort of things did you, yeah. did you learn in that, that semester? Yeah, so I, I can start with the classes. Sure. Um, we, we learned, I mean, we took a Genesis class, uh, we took a Romans class, we, turned, we took a Biblical study methods class, um, which teaches you actually how to study the Bible. So helpful tools, but then actually, um, like, not, not just tools, but tools to help you when you're away as well. So like um, we went down there and they, they teach you and they give you the, um, the tools you need and the equipment you need and the knowledge you need. And then it's basically up to you. Um, and I think that that was really valuable to, to have because, uh, and uh, I say the, like I said, the, the, the community would hold each other accountable. So you have the tools, and the knowledge you need, and then you have the community holding you accountable. So it's almost like second nature. Like you get, mm-hmm. you get into the rhythm, um, and you're just you're studying the word, you know, every single day. Um, but so, and and then and you're studying not just how to study the word; you're studying the word, like mm-hmm. Genesis and uh, Romans class, which was really valuable as well. So, yeah, that's yeah. those are great places to start. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to ask. And I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I had a, I had a question lined up, and I just blanked out on it. Um, do Do you see yourself going into like full time ministry? Do you see yourself using your your pursuit of uh, studying the word and, and growing in your knowledge of the word as a, a tool for like full time ministry, or do you, how do you see yourself using this in the future? So, like I said before, I um, I wanted to do an extra. I don't know if I mentioned it to you, but I, I previously mentioned it to Pastor Brooke. Um, I wanted to do an extra semester to to even have more under my belt, possibly a, a two-year program. Um, but as being married, what I want doesn't always right. you know, go down. So, so that's what I would have previously liked to do, but the Lord, the Lord didn't have that for us. So, so we, came, we came back, and I, I'm grateful for the time. Um, that we had and the time the Lord has really grown us and worked on my heart. I, I don't know for sure at all what the Lord has for, for me personally or for me and my wife as a family. Um, currently, I'm just trying to find a job yeah, <laughs> so I can provide, yeah. but I, I could see myself doing something in leadership. I don't know how that would, how that would look like, yeah. um, whether it be 
pastoral or youth leadership or just um, helping other like-minded believers. Yeah, well, that's great. I do have a desire to minister and teach the Lord's Word. I just don't know exactly what that looks like. You had mentioned while you were there, like you had a, a support group, like uh, you mentioned that helped keep you accountable, uh, that helped encourage you in this process. Coming back home, do you still, do you have, do you have a similar support group? Is it, is it similar or different or, uh, you know, how, how is that, like, how is your, um, do you have, I guess what I'm asking is, do you have friends and family that are continuing to encourage you to be accountable or uh, to grow in your knowledge of the word? Yeah, um, it's definitely different. Um, it was easier down there for sure. It's different coming home. Um, I have family um, and some friends definitely who encourage me still. Um, it's just a different environment. Not There's not as much um, accountability. Um, definitely with my family, they're always encouraging. They're always, uh, you know, wanting me to strive after the Lord. Um, it's just, it's difficult going into that environment and having having that accountability and having that friendship, tight, close-knit uh, brotherhood with, with like-minded Christians that are especially my age. Um, coming out of that, it's been, it's been difficult for me, but I, the Lord's opened my eyes up for opportunities where I can uh, lean into other, um, other men my own age, you know. Mm -hmm. Before going, I was very like, like I wanted to, someone to start a Bible study um, or start a group where men could, uh, my age men could, you know, uh, grow together and encourage each other, lift each other up. Because I never had that growing up necessarily. I was in Bible studies and home groups, and but not necessarily the same age, with like-minded people who want to fully strive after the Lord. Mm. Um, and I think that's the main difference. But the Lord has, coming home, the Lord has really put it on my heart to start something myself. Awesome. Um, where I can reach out to those men and help them and encourage them. So. Yeah. And it's all about being discipled and discipling. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not all about, but that is a huge part of it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, so you got to preach your first sermon last month. I, yes. I don't I don't think I heard it. Can you tell me some more about it? What, what was that like, preparing for that, presenting yeah. that? Yeah, for sure. Um, it was scary. <laughs> yeah? Okay. I, was, I was nervous. Um, That's was, fair. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't in front of the whole school, but it was in front of a big majority of the school. Um, it was in a safe environment, like safe as uh, it was in a group where there, the leaders taught us students how to how to teach the word. And right. we all went through uh, the book of Colossians, yeah. um, which I think was really valuable just to, as well as learn how to teach, we're, we're going through Colossians and just to learn more about it. And, um, so it was really, really beneficial for both learning, uh, learning and everything basically, in, in leadership and uh, teaching and um, as, as the leadership aspect, like I'm teaching audience, there was also we, after every sermon, we would go back and give feedback on each other's, mm -hmm. how, how, they, how we did, um, what, what necessarily wasn't 100% true or in the text. Um, so we'd work through that um, with 
with love and genuineness, obviously. But uh, so it was really valuable to have that time. Um, I was I was I was nervous, like I stated before, <laughs> but I I done a lot of prayer on it, and the Lord really blessed the time where I just studied His Word. Like uh, I'd never done it before, so I didn't know exactly how. But I just sat down. Um, they gave us tools, obviously, and we just worked through the Word. Um, and then my own time, my own study, I I just sit down and study. I I taught on Colossians three eighteen through four one. Um, so I just worked through the whole passage, um, broke it down, observed it, um, figure out how it applies to us, and it was really valuable. The Lord taught me a lot through it, and um, I had 15 minutes, so it was difficult to do uh, nine verses in 15 minutes. Um, I couldn't teach verse by verse necessarily. Um, either way, though, it was it was a great experience. Yeah, you had mentioned a few of the tools. Uh, you had mentioned that they gave you tools. What, what were some of these tools that you got out of this? Yeah, so it's basically it's a four-step process. Um, you observe the text before anything else. Basically, you make observations, um, writing, jotting things down, what's in the text, the similarities, all, all of that. Um, and then you you that's briefly how I can explain it. And then number two, you you look, I can't remember the exact, there's observation, um, uh, correlation, application. Uh, I can't remember the, the fourth one off the top of my head. Basically, you, you start observing, and then you work through how does this, what is this, why is it here? Like, it's a letter, okay, why is the letter written? Uh, what is Paul, speak? who is Paul speaking to here? You, you go through basically the, context and, and uh, what it meant to the original reader mm. before application in your own life. You do the application last. Mm -hmm. I think the reason they taught us that is because a lot of too many instances people jump to application. What does mm -hmm. this mean to me in my life? Rather doing that, you, you look at the text. What does this mean just in general? Mm -hmm. What did this mean to when it was written? Um, and then you, you work through that basically. But tools to kind of do it like we studied it ourselves so we would be given the text and then we would go back and study it ourselves that's just kind of the base tool that we were given and then we were given a like a sermon outline cool yeah awesome man that's a great experience it, it, <clears throat> paying attention it's 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 you know it, that's that's so important, isn't it? To just to pay attention to what's what's there, and and the and the tools, the tools are very very helpful to help us to to, to you know to work through a particular text and, and discern its its meaning and significance. Um, uh, one follow up question on that, and then I have a couple of questions. But uh, did 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 the whole experience of preparing a sermon, sharing a sermon, and then receiving feedback about it? Uh, does it did it did it give you sufficient encouragement to uh, desire to do it again? <laughs> yes, I actually I enjoyed it. I was I was not expecting how much I would enjoy it and how much I, I forgot to mention. Like I was I was nervous, um, but the Lord, as I walked up on the stage, took took the fear, took the nervousness away, and just gave me peace of heart. Um, so again, his his faithfulness just. Putting my trust in him, he's he's faithful to deliver and to equip me for what he wants me to do. You know, mm -hmm. that's what was one of the biggest things I learned through that. Um, 
So I'd love to do it again, whether I feel like I could or not, you know, if that's what the Lord has for me. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. So this is a kind of a two-part question, but uh, I'll just mention it both at once. Um, you, you know, when, when you're, when you're, you know, you're growing up here, uh, in, you know, the greater South Paris area and South Paris Baptist church. And so at, at some point you're, you know, your kind of your relational context is, is fairly stable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go off to Bible college and all of a sudden you're meeting new people with different backgrounds and different experiences. And then you're, you're visiting local churches that are, you know, that are, that are different from the one you grew up in. So I'm just wondering, like, how was your experience of learning about different people and their backgrounds or learning about, uh, you know, encountering, um, you know, believers in different church settings? Like, how did, how did that, how did that affect you? Or did you learn? Yeah. um, First, I'll say it's, it definitely puts you out of your comfort zone. Um, there's a sense of uh, safety when you know everything. You know the people around you. You uh, you know what's more or less what's going to happen on Sunday morning. You go to church. You know you walk in. It's it's usually very similar from day to day. Um, so you're comfortable. Whereas moving across the country, um, meeting new people, especially on the first day of college. It was scary. It was a scary thing. Like, um, so it it forces you to trust in the Lord. Um, it forces you to rely on Him. It forces you to uh, because we don't have our parents, uh, we don't have our family. It's just me and my wife and the Lord, you know. Um, and as you get to know those believers, you 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 can rely on them as well because I mean they're they're brothers and sisters in Christ. But at first take, it's it's really you're putting all your trust on the Lord. Um, and, and going to other churches, that was a, that was a step again uh, out of our comfort zones. Um, but it was really, really cool how the Lord used that experience and that he, he grew us, like he stretched us. Normally we wouldn't necessarily do that with our parents. You know, we go to church. Um, it, was, it was really valuable though to to be in a new place, uh, meet new people, and then uh, it's Sunday morning, and rather than staying on campus, um, we say, hey, all right, we're going to go to church. We're going to try a new church. Um, it was really really valuable to have that experience and to kind of the Lord force us to, to go out and, um, and, and just try new things, you know, try, try a new church. So uh, one, of the, one of the coolest things, I think, that that we learned from going to different churches especially is how much different people worship how much how much different um their church service flow is um even just in the united states like it's it was really cool to see that um the way they worship might be more um musical or not say hymns or the, the sermon might be in a different um, different style of teaching, which I think it was really neat and really cool to see because other than South Paris, I haven't seen much of that, you know. Mm. But it, it, was, it was neat because we're all one in Christ, but we're all diverse and very sometimes very different, different culture, different. Um, so it was really cool to see how 
especially the West Coast, is very, it seems very different than the East Coast, or maybe it's just because I was going to different churches. I don't know, but it was cool to, uh, <laughs> cool to have that experience. What, what was, I was saying, what, like, can you tell us about like, what was either the most or one of the most uncomfortable or unfamiliar uh, experiences that you had while you were visiting different churches out there? Well, one of the churches we went to was, uh, it was a druggy recovered, drug recovered churchgoers. Um, so even the leadership, the pastor himself, he was part of a motorcycle gang and the Lord called him out of it. And uh, he was, a uh, he made him a pastor. Um, so the leadership obviously is fully recovered. They're not indulging in, in sin. And, um, but the people, the congregants who go into the church, a lot of them are um, still a part of those 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 things. So it was really, it was different. It was, it was we walk in and we, we just kind of stand out a little bit. Um, but everyone, super, very kind, very nice. Um, that was probably the most unfamiliar and like, um, but I, I enjoyed it. I mean, the Lord showed us like, these are brothers and sisters in Christ too, you know. Um, so, do you, do you think? And this may be this may be really hard to answer, but but because um, it's hard to know what's going on in people's hearts and minds. But but do you do you think that do you think that somebody who is struggling with that that sort of addiction, um, that sort of sin, really, um, if if they're walking into that church that you referred to, like, would they, do you think they would have the sense that this, what's going on here is for, is for broken people like me? Like, do you think they would have had that sense? Yes. I, I actually, one of my friends, the one of the, he, he was part of the church leadership. He attended Calvary Chapel. He's the one who brought us there. He, um, he came from, um, like a, a druggy home and he had, um, he had a lot of hard, hard things growing up, but um, he he basically told me a, a lot of a lot of the culture, uh, like how the church grew, how it became, how it is, and and how why a lot of people go there. And I think, I mean, just standing there, even the pastor, he was very open with where he's been mm-hmm. and how, where he is now. Obviously, giving all the glory to the Lord, but. It's a different, it's a different setting than say here in South Paris Baptist Church where it's, it's just, it's different. It seems like they're a little op- more open about sin and how we're all broken, we're all sinners. Um, so in a sense, it seemed like everyone was on the same playing field, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was, I thought that was amazing because we are all broken people, you know, mm-hmm. although there's a there's a status where the leadership needs needs to live up to, you know. Sure. Um, yeah. It was still it was still really neat to see how I mean after the church service people were praying in little in little huddles together. It really brings them together and and being open and honest with our sin, um, and that was something that I got to share in at the college as well. I got to be part of a group where us guys would um, confess our sins before one another, pray for one another. And then, you know, not dwell on it, but but give the glory to the Lord and then worship Him. Mm. That was very similar to the church that we went to. Is is this is a place for sinners, for the broken? But Hallelujah, the Lord has saved us. So, Amen. 
Yeah, yeah, I've observed this as well. In New England, we're very reserved and very, we, we we're just very reserved. And uh, we don't open up very much at all, let alone open up about something that would cause us to be seen as weak or vulnerable or or anything. Like New Englanders are not, in my experience, prone to opening up in general, yeah. even in a positive sense, let alone in a in a sin context. Yeah. So that's that is an amazing experience. Yeah. Well, thank, that's, uh, thank thank you for sharing that. that that's good. Um, how you've mentioned God's faithfulness. Um, how, how you know? What are maybe you could share uh, two or three examples of how you and Grace have experienced uh, the Lord's faithfulness over you know over the, over the past seven months? Um, well, I, I can start with um, a marriage. Um, he's been very faithful in um, in our marriage. I mean, bringing us together. I, sometimes I don't know how we have been able to work through some things that we've been able to work through, and I, I just give that to the Lord. You know, He's, He's kept us together. He's, uh, He's, He's, um, He's He's been faithful in that. So, and uh, I I believe that if we you know keep our eyes focused on Him, He'll continue to be faithful, and that's that's what He's shown me. Um, moving to college, um, He. He has always been, no matter what, what problem has gone wrong, say with practical problems, say like a car, my car has broken down a couple times, he's always been faithful in, in providing and fixing it or um, fixing it when I, I need. One time it wouldn't start and I didn't know why. I asked some of my friends to pray and we prayed and then I started up and it, it started and I still do not, do not know to this day why it didn't start. Um, so I've, been, had, I've had that experience. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's funny. He's faithful in the practical things and he's faithful in the spiritual things, you know? Yeah. Amen. So, there's been times where we've, where I, even to myself, I felt like I'm wandering and he just reels me back in, whether it be through a brother at college or whether it be through um, uh, directly speaking to me through his word. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really cool. I can't think of any specifics right now. I'm oh. sure they'll come to me. But. Well, it's a great adventure, and you're gonna. There's gonna be lots of opportunities for him to be faithful in the future and the things to come. You know, this making a life with another human being is is wrought with all sorts of imperfections. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is great, and uh, you know, we'll obviously be praying for you. But is there, you know, is there things like that? come to mind that would be specific things that we could pray for? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, I, I need a job to provide. Um, right now we're surfing off my parents. Um, <laughs> they're, they're more than happy to let us stay with them, but obviously we need, we need our own place. Um, so just pray that the Lord will provide a job for me. Um, a place and a job. A place, we, we have a place it's just a matter of getting a job so I can pay to rent that place out. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 So just pray, pray that the Lord, pray that the Lord's will will be done. But, oh, absolutely. Um, it would be wonderful if I could get a job in the next 
two, three weeks. Yeah. And you're looking in Bridgeton? Yeah, Bridgeton. That would be ideal just because where the apartment is, is it's, it's in Bridgeton and Grace's job is in Bridgeton. So it would be nice to have a job in Bridgeton as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, well, we'll pray for that for sure. Other than that, um, direction. Um, right now it's, it's kind of hard. Don't know. It's always kind of a hard to know what's next. Like I know a job and then this home, but then what's next? So direction. Mm. But um, other than that, I don't know. <laughs> That's fair. That's a good answer. You have anything, Pastor Brian? Just uh, press on. Yeah. You know. Um, I mean, you know the the Lord's uh, the Lord is faithful. Um, the Lord's faithfulness uh, uh, sometimes takes surprising and unexpected turns. Uh, you know, in, in other words, the, the the way that he, the way that He provides, or what He provides, or or the how and the when, the who and the where, and how he brings everything together. Um, you know, it, it, you know, he's, he's, he's calling the shots. He's, he's directing, uh, the course of our life. And, um, and so, you know, we just have to be, we, we always have to be open to the, the fact that he may do things in ways that we don't expect, but, but he's, he's always faithful. He's always good. He's, you know, he's working in our lives to transform us. Um, you know, and I think that, um, I mean, all of us, you know, um, we're called to be faithful plotters. You know, we, we, I'm not, I don't know if, 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 if you're prone this way, but, but it's easy, it's easy for sinful human beings to be prone to, you know, to the, uh, you know, the dramatic, the spectacular, the remarkable. Um, but, I just just finished uh, as I just finished uh, reading a series of, well, it's a trilogy, um, the Wilder King trilogy. I read I read this uh, trilogy of books to my kids, and it's an absolutely wonderful trilogy. But but one of the pieces of wisdom that that comes out in this in this trilogy is uh, live the life that unfolds before you. You know, live the life that unfolds before you. Don't try to don't try to don't try to force stuff. Don't try to you know, make it happen the way you think you should make it happen. But today you have opportunities to, to, to be faithful. Today you have opportunities to do good work. Today you have opportunities to, to grow in the Lord. And um, they may or may not be the opportunities that you uh, would have chosen, but they're the opportunities that are, that are being presented to you. They're, they're, the, they're the opportunities that are being presented to me or to you. This, this is good for all of us. Absolutely. So I would just encourage us to all of us to be to be faithful plotters, even as we um, trust the Lord to demonstrate his faithfulness to us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a, each day has enough trouble in and of itself yes, it for does. that day. Yes, it does. And it's like one day at a time, just enough grace, just enough manna to sustain you for that one yeah. day. Daily bread, daily bread. Daily bread. And... And you march on and you continue to drive forward. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Any, any final word you want to say? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Thank you for watching.
<laughs> or listening. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so uh, we'll have Dane pray here in a moment. Uh, uh, but uh, you know, thank you, Jeremy, for joining us today and for and for sharing uh, part of your life and your life story with us and with with our audience. Um, and, uh, you know, thank you to, to Caleb Lynch for his engineering work in bringing this podcast to you all. Uh, thank you for Aaron Darrell and the use of his music at the beginning of the podcast. Um, and we, we really hope that this, this encourages and blesses you in your whatever circumstances you are in, that the Lord will, will be faithful to you and will direct your steps as well. Yeah. Amen. Yes, Father. We just thank you for this time together, and you know we pray for Jeremy here and for Grace and for their 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 marriage. And as they go forward in this great this great and grand adventure in your name, that you would provide for them all of their needs, uh, particularly a place and a job. And we just thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for their lives, and we, we're glad to have them back with us from their amazing adventure on the other side of the country. And uh, we just pray for our listeners. We ask that these words bless you as the Lord's face shines upon you and he fills you with grace and peace as you walk in his way. In Jesus' name, amen.